0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG 13. And a good afternoon, everybody. I hope everybody is doing well on the Tuesday. you here on Listen App. We'd love your feedback today. So. If you want to talk about anything that's going on in the world of sports, you hit that hand icon. I'll put you up on stage and you will be right with me. Tiger Woods uh, spoke to the media today, said he's lucky to be alive and still have his leg. And I think that is very true. He's also lucky they didn't kill somebody with his uh, awful, erratic, still unexplainable accident on the morning on the way to the golf course. I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan. I think a lot of people are, but I just hate the hypocrisy and the double standard with the media and how they treat Tiger Woods. Yeah, you know what? He is lucky to be alive. He's also lucky that his vehicle uh, did not go end over end into a innocent person's vehicle driving up the other side of the road. But for whatever reason, uh, no one wants to bring that up. It's a love fest with Tiger Woods. And yet, you know, His history uh, behind the wheel of a car and his actions, to me, warrant further explanation. And so, yeah, I'm happy that he's alive. Yeah, I'm happy he has his leg. I would love to see him back on the golf course. But, I mean, he didn't even ask. He he would not answer any specific questions about the accident. He said, you got to look at the 22-page police report. That was issued in early April, and it's just, it's amazing to me. You know, it really is amazing to me. And again, I don't wish the guy any harm. I would love to see him back on the golf course. I would absolutely love to see him play. I mean, he's good for the sport of golf. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know how he keeps on getting a free pass with all of this. And I really mean that. You know, it's unbelievable to me. You know, it really is. And again, he spoke at his first news conference. He had had a, I think it was Golf Digest, that he had an extensive uh, interview. And the good news is he said he expects to play again, but, you know, it would be on selective, you know, events. And obviously, he's not going to be able to play in the Masters. I don't know if he'll be able to play coming up at his favorite golf course in the world the old course at St. Andrews, but, well, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see. But again, I, I just don't understand the free pass that he gets when it comes to his record off the golf course. I really don't. It's, it's kind of, kind of odd to me. If you want to talk about that, hit your hand icon. Uh, we'll put you right on the other big news. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. You know, college coaches bolting to go to other universities. Brian Kelly, the latest, following on the footsteps of Lincoln Riley, who's going to USC. So Brian Kelly is going to USC. The athletic director at Notre Dame, Jack Swarbrick, said he was not surprised by his departure. I don't know. I mean, do you really believe that? I I don't know. He said he was not surprised. You know, Notre Dame could be in the college football playoff and Brian Kelly is gone. Yeah, I guess you can't blame him. 10-year, $95 million deal. And, you know, he's been at Notre Dame for a while. I'll tell you this, though. You go to LSU, you you better do better in big games than you did at Cincinnati and Notre Dame. That's for darn sure. Because let me tell you something. Look at Ed Orjan. He won the national championship two years ago. Where's he? You know, in LSU, you don't you, you better win your big games. That's for darn sure. There's no doubt about that. You know, he did a good job at Notre Dame. I'm not saying he didn't, but in big games, not a good job. Not a good job. So, uh, you go down to Baton Rouge, you're going to be at LSU, good luck. I will just go on record right now. I don't think Brian Kelly is going to do well at LSU. I, I, don't, I don't see it. I, I think he will get eaten up in that conference. That's my own opinion. I don't, I don't think that I think five years from now, we'll look back and say that was a bad move by LSU. I'm going on record before it happens as saying that is a bad move. Now, as far as Lincoln Riley, you know, USC needs to get back on the map again. They're not on the college football map. This will put them on the college football map. USC is desperate and boy, they give Lincoln Riley everything and more and i think riley with his history you know he'll put usc back into national relevance and national prominence in a hurry i do believe that now is, is it's going to be worth it well you know usc better find themselves in a college football playoff in the next 2 or 3 years that is for darn sure but th- how about the money that these college coaches are getting 10 years million plus incentives, Lincoln Riley, more than that, use of the private plane whenever he wants, you know, uh, uh, his house in LA, completely paid for. I can go on and on with his perks. Uh, It's pretty amazing. It really is. Now, the question is who will be the next head coach at Oklahoma? Who will be the next head coach at Notre Dame? I just, is there not a better way to do this? Notre Dame may, may end up in the college football playoff. May. And the guy that coached him is gone. Leaving to go to another university. And again, is there not a better way? So Notre Dame is sixth, all right? And tonight we'll have the, New rankings, I think Michigan will go up to number two. And then you'll have Alabama and Cincinnati either 3-4 four, or 4-3. Four, but the point is that those are your four teams. Oklahoma State is fifth. So if Oklahoma State were to win against Baylor, if Alabama loses, that puts Oklahoma State in the top four, in my opinion. If Cincinnati wins against Houston, they're probably going to be in a 13-0. and 0. Now, what would happen if Alabama beats Georgia? Now, I don't think they will, but if they beat Georgia, Alabama is in, and Georgia, with one loss, would still be in. If Michigan were to beat Iowa, they're in, then what happens? Now, the other side of this is if Michigan were to be upset by Iowa and they would have two losses, if Cincinnati were to lose, to me, they're out of it, what happens if Oklahoma State loses? To Baylor, then Notre Dame would get in, and then would a two-loss Ohio State get in over a two-loss Alabama? What happens if Alabama loses to Georgia by a field goal? What? What? How do you look at that? So, I mean, you can't take Oregon, can you? They lost to Stanford. They lost to Utah, so they're not going to go. Ohio State's two losses. So a very good Oregon team, when I say very good, I mean, I know they lost to Stanford and Utah, but, you know, it's not a bad loss, even though it was at home. They lose to Michigan. You know, who would get in as the top four teams under that scenario? If Michigan were to lose and Cincinnati were to lose and Oklahoma State loses, does Alabama then get in with two losses if they lose to Georgia in a close game? Probably do. Probably do. So again, if you have any thoughts on this, Hit your hand icon, we'll put you right on. So I did a show for an hour today with Sean Salisbury. Sean, of course, formerly of ESPN, former NFL quarterback. And he thinks the New England Patriots may be the best team in the AFC. Now, the Patriots have at Buffalo this Monday night. Then they're at Indianapolis. Then they're home against Buffalo. So we'll know in the next three weeks. But Sean Salisbury raving about the Patriots today on the show on No Filter Network. I, I'm a little surprised that the Patriots have won six in a row. I thought they would be a playoff team, but I did not think they would be where they're at now. They could easily win the division. They're 8-4. and four, Buffalo is 7-4. and four, And they look really, really good. They look really good. This game coming up at Buffalo Monday night, Mac Jones, the rookie, going into that environment this is gonna be a heck of a game there's gonna be a dandy coming up on Monday night all right let's get to Kyle Kyle you're on with grant on listen up how are you go Pats <laughs> yeah they're. I gotta tell you man they're rolling right now six wins in a row I mean that speaks for itself that's all I got for you today go Pat that's it man go Pats. you got nothing else for me other than that you think they're no. gonna tell me all right well you got to get you got to let me ask you one question would yep. you be happy if I told you that they'll split the two games with Buffalo, no. Okay. You answered the question. No. Have a good one. No. Well, you. Oh, you said you didn't want to speak. I. W- you know what? If you want to come back on, hit your hand icon. I'll put you right on, and you can finish what you had to say. Sorry about that. I'd be happy to put you right back on. All right, let's get to some more calls here on the Tuesday edition of Listen Up with E Train. What's up, E Train? Yeah. Hey, Grant.
1: Um, I wanted to get your take on LeBron's fight with the Detroit
0: player. And uh, if you feel the punishment was appropriate. Yes, I do think the uh, punishment was appropriate. I do. Do you, so, how do you with, feel about it? Well, I was just curious for throwing a punch. You, it, one game is all you get for that. Yes. Yep. That's it. That's the NBA precedent. You know, the NBA's got collective bargaining. They've got rules and the precedent is for an act like that. It's one game. OK, thanks, Grant hey thank you we train take it easy man appreciate it if you want to get on just hit uh, the hand icon raise your hand and I'll put you up on stage and you'll join me here like Ken just did hello Ken how are you Ken Ken your mics on can I see you. I put you on stage can you hear me Ken all right I'll move Ken Ken all right Ken. All right, Ken, you got to come back on, man. When I when I go to you, I need you to so hit your hand icon, Ken, and I'll put you right on. You obviously weren't ready for me, and uh, we'll do it again. All right. He just hit his hand icon. I'm gonna move him up to stage, and we'll do it again. Ken, go ahead, man. You're on with Grant. You hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead.
1: Hey, for the record, I was ready, but we hit a we hit a dead spot in the signal. I'm in the car right now.
0: Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. What can I do for you?
1: Hey, uh, just uh, to start it off, uh, to let you know, maybe on some bugs on this Listen app. Uh, so when I was working OT, I was getting off in the car around 3:30, and your show I, I thought it would still be on, but it wouldn't let me in. So I figured it was over. So yesterday I was listening, probably 15 minutes in, got out, got gas, and got back in the car, and it said there was no events available, Correct. and it said the show was already done.
0: That's correct. All right, here's the deal. And I'm glad you asked that question because it's a great question. I decided to do this show to interact with my audience like you and Kyle and some of the other calls that I've already had on today. I've only been on for 12 minutes and I've had several calls. Here's the deal. On days where I get interaction with my audience, I will stay on longer. If my audience does not interact with me, I'll do a monologue. I'll talk about some of the big topics, but I'm not doing this show just to hear myself speak. I'm doing this show to interact with people like yourself. So it's up to my audience. It's up to people like you to come on stage, ask me questions, so we can have some dialogue back and forth. On days where I get that interaction from people like yourself, I'll stay on as long as you all want. On days where I don't get the audience interaction, then I'm only going to do a 30-minute show.
1: Gotcha. But I mean, yesterday it was just in the beginning of the show and I stepped out for like five minutes and it wouldn't let me back in. Well,
0: that I don't know about. I did a 30 minute show yesterday. I posted it on my podcast platforms, So I don't know what to say. I was on for 30 minutes yesterday. I don't know why they would not have let you back in. They should let you back in.
1: Gotcha. No, I I just, uh, you know, I'll try again. But uh, so I didn't get to speak yesterday but uh I just want to talk about uh, how about them Raiders not getting embarrassed on Thanksgiving that yep. was a pleasant yep. surprise.
0: well, <laughs> I'll tell you this Ken it kept their season alive because had they lost <laughs> that game and their their streak would have been going in the wrong direction, you know they still have an uphill climb, but now they're six and five and they're they're breathing again. And that was a big win. They play Washington this week. They should be able to beat Washington. Then here's their schedule. At the Chiefs, at the Browns, two cold-weather games. Then the Broncos were playing well at the Colts and the Chargers. So they they got a tough schedule, Ken. But that game, that win against Dallas, 36-33, kept them alive. It kept them breathing in the playoffs.
1: It it sparked a little fire, you know. I was pretty much done on my – hopes of having one yep. day a playoff yep. party. I, I, I think people have those. I don't know, being a Kings and Raiders fan. Uh, oh, you know, boy. Get, get, getting your fan your your, your friends together and uh, getting the barbecue going. Uh, yep. I, I've only heard of these yep. rumors that those happen, so uh, I, I'll even take a play-in tournament party at this point, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's better than nothing. I mean, the Kings right now aren't even among the top 10 teams in the Western Conference. They've got the Lakers tonight, then they've got a home-and-home home with the Clippers. they got some tough games coming up, but You know, the Kings, to me, are the exact same team they've been for the last 15 years, and that's a Jekyll and Hyde team. You know, they look good one night. They look bad the next night. There's no consistency with this team. There's no consistency with their players. There's no consistency. They'll win five in a row. They'll lose five in a row. They'll blow out a team one night. Then the next night, they'll get blown out. You know, there's no consistency with the Kings, and there hasn't been any consistency with this team, you know, in really 15 years.
1: So with that being said, uh, with with no clear direction, the problem with that is uh we've paid all our guys. All, all our guys are sitting on good contracts, like yep. like we've figured it out, but we it's clearly not figured out. So that's
0: well, that's De'Aaron Fox, so De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox, right now, in my opinion, is as overpaid as any player in the NBA, and he's the guy that the Kings, you know, went and emptied the bank vault on. They gave him a max deal because they felt that he would be that guy, and the reality is. That he has had a terrible season all right you just got to be honest here he has not even had a good season Uh, it's been a below average season and you know I'm not blaming everything on De'Aaron but here's what I am telling you okay you can't shoot uh, 25% from three and 42% from the floor as a point guard and have a successful team now with that said his shooting percentage has gone up a little bit over the last 10 days so it is trending in the right way but here's the deal 25% 25 percent from three-point shooting. That's he's missing. He's missing three of every four three-pointers he takes. That you're not going to win in the NBA with a point guard doing that. Just not. It's not going to happen.
1: Right. Right. Well, with De'Aaron, I'm just kind of hoping that like uh, his body of work. Well, he, you know, he'll turn it around with that Laker game. His, his mid-range, his spot at mid-range, kind of started showing up, which is good to see. Um, but as far as the Kings go, I, I you know, you, you handed out a contract to Rashawn Holmes. Uh, I like Holmes, um, but it, like I said, like, I mean, the Barnes, the Barnes contract's coming to an end, I think. Um, Buddy Hill's got his contract, but we're losing.
0: So it's like, uh, what do well, you Well, you're losing because you don't have any all-stars. You don't have any all-stars on your team. You know what I mean? That's the reality of the situation. Good teams in the NBA have at least one all-star. Playoff teams in the NBA have an all-star. Who's the Kings all-star? They don't have an all-star. They don't have an all-star on their team. How are you going to win in the NBA? How are you going to be a a 500 team or better if you don't have an all-star? They don't have an all-star on their roster. How long has it been? I mean, they had DeMarcus Cousins as an all-star, but that's the last all-star they've had. And, you know, DeMarcus was a destructive force on the team. The Kings don't have an all-star. They don't have a guy that you're going to be watching in February play in the All-Star game. I mean, how how are you going to be uh, the team that you want them to be as a fan without that type of a player? They don't have that. They don't have that. They thought the Aaron Fox would be that. But based on what we've seen so far this year and based on what we've seen in the prior four years in terms of his shooting inconsistencies, how would we expect – That to happen. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is nowhere near an all-star right now. If you want to be real blunt about it, he's not close to being an all-star. You're right. Well, I'll
1: tell you how long it's been since we had some real bona fide all-stars. I had peach
0: fuzz on my face, and now I got gray in my beard, and I'm still (laughs) waiting. Yeah. Hey man, uh, thanks for. Hey, I'll tell you this. Thanks for your effort to listen to the show. Stay with it, all right? And uh, I really appreciate you calling. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Grant. All right, thank you. Again that's you know I'm glad that Ken asked that question because I know we get we we we've had listeners you know find out about me and they're joining and I I really appreciate that but the reason excuse me the reason why this forum this medium on Listen app is so appealing to me is so that we can be live and so that I can talk to you live because when i do my podcast it's not live it's recorded and even though the podcast is a completely different format i miss the interaction that i have with my audience like if anyone listened if you listen to me in sacramento you know that i had a heavy duty emphasis on my calls and we got into a lot of debates and we went back and forth sometimes it wasn't pleasant but you know it's radio it's entertainment it's not personal but it was just radio it's entertainment opinion you have an opinion i have an opinion if we disagree we go at it right just like you would go at it with a friend if you were you know uh, wherever okay it's fun it's not like meant to harm anybody i'm not meaning to ruin your life it's just that's the, what we do it's it's entertainment and so when this app that we're all on right now uh became available and, We reached out and we had a couple of calls, and I said I love this format, and I was a big fan of it, and I'm and I am a big fan of it, and I will continue to be on this app. But like Ken asked, and it was a great question. You know, he went to tune in after 30 minutes, and it said the show had ended, and the reason for that is because I want your interaction. Okay, I want this to be not just me talking; I want it to be me and you speaking. And I know some people don't feel comfortable coming on, whether it's the radio or on a program, you know, it's really no different than if you and I ran into each other at the store, or we ran into each other at a bar or a restaurant, whatever the case, and you came up and asked me a question, we talk. it's the same thing here. So you don't have to worry about, like, being embarrassed or you don't speak well. It has nothing to do with that. We're just speaking here. We're just, we're sharing ideas we're sharing opinions, we're giving different points of view. So that's why, you know, some shows I've gone as long as an hour and other shows, you know, I've gone 25 to 30 minutes or some shows 40 minutes or 45 minutes. It's dependent on my audience on that day or if we have, you know, a big event. So I'm here. I want to be here and I will be here Every day, unless I am traveling somewhere, uh, speaking of traveling tomorrow, I'm going to be on a little bit later because I'm interviewing Andrew Bogut for my podcast and Andrew lives in Australia. And due to the time difference, I have to record the interview. In the late afternoon, East time, early afternoon, Pacific time. So tomorrow. I'm probably going to do this show at 7 Eastern and 4 Pacific. So I'm just throwing that out there for Ken and others that are used to hitting the app at 3 o'clock. Tomorrow, it's going to be an hour later. All right. And then we'll see how that goes. You know, I asked people to reach out and a lot of people did. And it was a mixed bag, like whether you want me to do this show at 7 Eastern. 4 Pacific, or 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific? Like, what do you think would be better? And I know everybody's got a different schedule, so it's not going to be uniform. But again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Show, N-A-P-E-A-R, at Show, and just tell me what you prefer. Do you prefer a show that starts at 3 o'clock Pacific, or do you prefer 4 o'clock Pacific? What do you prefer? I'm good. You know, I'll tailor it to what you all want. You know, I'm here to do this show to have dialogue with you, and, you know, if I can get more people, let's say, from four to five and eventually four to six, then I'm fine with that. If it's three to four or four to five or three to five, I'm fine with that as well. So I'm I'm happy to tailor the show to what the majority of you want, you all right? I'm, I'm fine to do that. So just let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter, or you can just come on, raise your hand, and we can talk about it and tell me what you think would be better. Again, I'm fine to go in whatever direction uh, you want. Hit your hand icon right now. Uh, let's talk some sports. We've got the Tiger news conference today. Uh, Tiger said he's lucky to be alive, uh, that he thought they thought they might have to uh, amputate his leg. That did not happen. Again, I, I don't know why everyone is so afraid to ask him the tough question uh, about his driving mishaps and you know why on earth he was driving at that rate of speed And thank God he didn't hit another vehicle. I mean, seriously, thank goodness. And yeah, I'm happy he's alive just like everybody else is. And I would love to see him back on the golf course. But boy, the media gives this guy a pass like no another. Seriously. It's just unbelievable to me. It really is absolutely uh, unbelievable. Mike Tomlin, the Pittsburgh Steelers, absolutely embarrassed on Sunday against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And Mike Tomlin, Said it best, all right? We just stunk the place up. When you play that way, or excuse me, when you play the way we played and the score is lopsided as it is, that's just the reality of it. Said that there will be big changes coming up, meaning that's the reality of what happened. He goes, What you can't do is continue to do the things that you've been doing and expect a different result. We're open to some schematic changes. We're open to some personnel changes, obviously. They won't be drastic in nature, probably more subtle in nature, but hopefully significant. Significant in a positive way. He was asked in what might be, some. He said, quote, it might be the repositioning of people, or it might be the leaning on depth as a strength. We don't complicate things, but we are open to change when change produces or has a chance to produce a desired outcome. When you have red paint, you paint your barn red. That's kind of a motto or a cliche that we live by at times. That's what I mean when I'm saying we're open to change. Is it people, an insertion of people? Yes, if it potentially makes us better, but not for the sole purpose of change. It may just mean the alignment or configuration of people in an effort to highlight areas maybe where we have depth, and maybe minimize some areas where we don't. I love Mike Tomlin, man. I would, If I were an NFL player, I would love to play for him. I've always been a huge fan of his. Really, I love the way he goes about his job. He continues, some people need physical work. Some people need mental work. Some people need to get well. We don't paint with a broad brush. We make individual decisions that are based on the individual men that put us in position to carry the strongest unit into a stadium on weekends, and that philosophical approach will not change. I love that. Now, I don't know if you saw this. One change that will not be happening, I don't know if you saw the comment by wide receiver Chase Claypool yesterday. He said that playing music at practice might have a positive effect. And this is what Claypool said. I think some music would help. We had music in the warm-ups, and that stuff is fun. People are dancing, having fun. So I think maybe music would make practice a little more fun and a little more up-tempo. That's my one suggestion. But Coach T has been doing this a lot longer than I have. So what did Tomlin say? Quote, Claypool plays wide out, and I'll let him do that. I'll formulate the practice approach. And I think the division of labor is probably appropriate. How about that? And I think that division of labor is probably appropriate. I love Mike Tomlin, man. That is just beautiful. I absolutely love that. You know? I love that. I absolutely love how Mike Tomlin runs his team. I really do. All right. If you want to get on with the uh, program, just hit that hand icon. Raise your hand. Uh, Coming up on Thursday, you've got the Cowboys and the Saints. And I'm sure you've heard what's going on in Dallas with their uh, COVID situation. And as of now, 48 hours uh, before kickoff, you know, many coaches out, including uh, Mike Holmgren, The Cowboys will be without Tristan Hill, suspended for two games. And we got Dan Quinn, who's going to be the head coach, filling in for McCarthy. Again, Mike McCarthy is out with COVID, so Dan Quinn will serve as interim uh, head coach. Do I think that's going to be that big of a deal? Probably not. You know, but when you look at the Cowboys and you look at their schedule, you know they need to get back on track here. And the Saints have not played well; they've lost four in a row. But when you look at what the Cowboys have done recently, they've lost three or four. They lose at uh, home to Denver, 30 to 16. They beat a bad Atlanta team. They go to Kansas City and lose 19 to nine, and they lose to the Raiders, the Raiders rather, in overtime, 36-33. Here's your schedule coming up: a lot of winnable games. At New Orleans, they should win. At Washington, should win. At the Giants, should win. Home Washington, should win. Arizona at home, at Philadelphia. So they really, if you're looking at this, they should go 5-1 and one to end the season. The only game that they may not win is Arizona, but, you know, again, maybe. Now, the game is at Philly, so you don't know about the weather on January 9th in Philadelphia should beat the giants should beat Washington twice that's just the reality of the situation so if you look at the cowboys i mean with 6 games left absolute worst case scenario 4 and 2 absolute worst case scenario they're playing with the exception of Arizona they got the probably the easiest schedule in football I mean, New Orleans, Washington twice, the Giants, Philadelphia, right? I mean, come on now. So it's right there for them. All right, if you want to come on the show, uh, hit your hand -hand icon. If you want to talk NFL, you want to talk about uh, college football or anything else, uh, and then we'll see what happens with the college football rankings tonight. Will Michigan move up to number two? Will Michigan move up to number two? I don't really think it matters if you're two or three as long as you're not four. You know, and again, I think Georgia will beat Alabama. If they do, they're number one. If they don't, they probably fall to number four. But they're still going to be in the final four. I mean, there's no way a one-loss Georgia team is not going to be in the college football playoff. But tonight, I think Michigan will move up to number two behind Georgia. And then the question is, is Alabama three or is Alabama four? In my opinion, Alabama would be four. You know, again, they beat—they barely beat a bad Auburn team. They had to go to overtime uh, to accomplish that. So that's how I'm looking at it. Cincinnati, good question when it's all said and done. Are they going to be in the college football playoff this year? When you look at the games this week, When you look at the schedule, all right, the games we know about, Oklahoma State and Baylor, seven and eight, huge. Houston ranked 24th at number four, Cincinnati. Number one, Georgia. Number three, Alabama. And Michigan, number five, although I think they'll be number two, against number 16, Iowa. There's your big games. Going to be a great weekend to just sit at home and watch college football. It's going to be awesome. What a great weekend to watch college football. When you look at the times of the game, you've got Baylor, Oklahoma State, noon Eastern. Georgia, Alabama, four Eastern. Houston, Cincinnati, four Eastern. Michigan, Iowa. Eight o'clock Eastern. So that's your schedule. Going to be a lot of fun this Saturday uh, watching college football. All right. So tomorrow, let me give you the schedule again. Tomorrow, I'm going to come on at seven o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Pacific. All right. Seven o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Pacific with my show because I have to interview uh, Andrew Bogat. Who is in australia and because of the time difference uh i've got to do it late in the day all right breaking news uh off of sports and since i love talking about not only sports but other things well just to, cnn has indefinitely suspended anchor chris cuomo which is uh just amazing the world that we're living in today But I wanted to pass that out there because, uh, you know, I I always love opening it up to other things. It just literally flashed across my screen uh, as I'm talking. All right. So you have a good rest of the evening. Thank you very much. I love your phone calls. And as Ken asked, you know, the more interaction I get with my audience, the more phone calls that I get, the more topics that you and I can talk about. And by the way, tomorrow is an open forum. On Wednesdays, I like to have an open forum. So we can talk about sports. We can talk about cancel culture. We can talk about COVID. We can talk about anything else you want. Tomorrow's an open forum. All right. Tomorrow, seven o'clock Eastern, four o'clock Pacific, uh, right here on Listen App. All right. Make it a fabulous rest of the day. Thank you so much for checking me out here on Listen App. So long, everybody.